0: Hey, welcome back to the Big Red Zone. We are very excited for today's show. Remember, new episodes come out every Tuesday. You should uh, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the channel uh, and leave a like this video as well as all the other videos. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Big Red Zone and tell a friend. Uh, this week, we're going to talk Bruins onto the second round. Celtics, they look a little overmatched. A little is an understatement. Uh, against the Nets, we'll move into our picks of the week, and then talk our favorite, the Red Sox and Woo Sox. All that and more on this week's episode. The Big Red Zone. Welcome to the podcast. This is the Big Red Zone. I'm your host, Big Red. As always, I am joined by Danny Football. What a week, What's up, big fella! What a week! What a week! First of all, start off the show, I think. Happy Memorial Day. Let the people know, dude. Let the people know. Very special thank you to all our veterans out there. And, uh, you know, it was a – actually, today wasn't as rainy as I thought it was going to be. It was actually not that bad of a day. So, uh, but, you know, a nice happy Memorial Day out there to all our veterans out there. Um. Danny Football, how was the week, man? A very up-and-down week for, for us, huh? Yeah,
1: crazy week. I mean, Bruins are going full blast. Celtics are getting into some trouble being down 3-1. Kyrie's being Kyrie. And, you know, baseball's
0: still going on. So we got a little bit of everything. Not too bad. Yeah, not positive, too bad. Positivity sandwich. Yeah, I, that's how we structured the show today. We're going to start with a nice big positive. You know how they say when you write a paragraph, as a, I mean, a paper, an essay as a kid? You say you got to write um, write your most strongest point paragraph, like second mm-hmm. second and last. That's what we're going to do here. Uh, our most positive is going to go first here. We're going to talk a little Bruins. I like it. Uh, I since, like it. Since, since the last time we uh, saw you all, um, we had the Bruins won their series. Danny Football was adamant. That night they had to close it out, and they did. They listened to him. Uh, before the pod came out, and we moved on to game, uh, steer, uh, round two against the uh, Islanders, and a huge first game of the series. Uh, first initial reactions to game one, Danny Football. What did you see out there, uh, from the Boston Bruins? Um, I thought it was pretty
1: apparent, um, that we're the better team. I know the Islanders got the opening goal and they kind of stuck around for a little bit, but we're just more talented. We have, we have, you know. More guns, better guys. This this shouldn't be anything more than a five or six game series. We should be able to get get these guys out of here pretty quick. Um, that's what I took from game one. We're just we're the better team, the more talented team, and I don't think we should be struggling with the Islanders uh, to get to round three.
0: Yeah, and I think as the game went on, you kind of saw that um, Islanders got a couple goals uh, in there, but uh, we kind of saw from the you know as the game went on, we were definitely a very, very much more strong team. Uh, Pasta obviously had the hat trick, which is always great to see. As we talked about last week, you know, a lot of questions were how he would, he plays in the playoffs. Like he hasn't performed well in the playoffs and boy, is he performing well this year? He's on an absolute tear. Obviously the Hattie this week, uh, this uh, in game one, Um, definitely got to see that continue. That's a key. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, Mm -hmm. he's the Bruins probably best player. Um, So they got, he's got to continue to stay hot and hopefully, you know, Rask can keep it going and, you know, keep stopping a lot of pucks uh, on net. So other Rask haters were coming out in the first period. (laughs) uh, Last one, everyone needs to chill out, chill out with uh, Tuka Rask. All right. He's, (laughs) It's like I said last week,
1: you know, if everyone's firing on all cylinders, you know, even better. But it, as long as everyone's doing their job, like this team is one of the better teams in the NHL. Um, you know, I was happy they got rid of the caps uh, quick, got a couple extra days off. You're able to get some guys back. You have Lowe's on comeback, add some more depth to the bench, get some more guys on the uh, on the ice. And you know, game one, dude, rocking the the uh, rocking crowd, TD Garden, near full capacity. You got the full plethora of fans in there, you know, f- full full volume. They're on top of you. They're, you feel the energy in the building. Islanders come out, punch you in the face, get the opening goal, and they didn't. It didn't rattle them, man. They knew they were bet- the better team. They hunkered down, uh, and they played like they should, and they got the W. And I think that's a big statement for the rest of the series. Is You guys can, you know, score less than five minutes into the game, but
0: it's not over. We're just going to truck you guys for the next two periods. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that was very positive to see is the shots on goal. We just shot it a ton, man. I mean, Patrice Bergeron shot eight times on goal. Pasta had his seven um, and then five and four throughout the thing, but, you know when someone's getting eight shots by himself on goal like that's you're gonna you're gonna hit a couple of these uh you're bound to hit one of these and the guy i want to talk about he's my guy can we i'm offering him a contract i'm going over cam neely's head and uh uh offering him a contract taylor hall man Mm -hmm. you got the you got the chief bunny at the end difference difference maker it's like. We've said it a million times. We saw this team was going down a bad road, and the GM makes a play. The Bruins make a play, and they get Taylor Hall, and it's a new team. Celtics should have done this months ago, and maybe we're talking about how that big free that big trade, you know, turned the culture around for the Celtics. I mean, uh, I'm,
1: a, I'm a huge Taylor Hall fan, especially what is what he's been doing lately. Even outside of scoring, I mean, even um, on one of the postronaut goals, he purposely, you know, skates towards the goalie, oh, opens freeze. the. So even outside of the scoring, big... I mean, Taylor Hall, you know, he affects everything. Out, even he doesn't even have to be on the score sheet. He, on one of the postronaut goals, he purposely skates through the defender, opens up the shooting lane, and he's able to score. I mean, this dude is playing defense. He's making opportunities on the offense. He's a difference maker. And I. I think he's honestly going to be one of the keys to the series is if they can keep facilitating the way he does I mean it's just another it's an extra gun for the Bruins
0: to have exactly it, it's he's doing so much on the on the ice and it's, it's a difference maker I think and he's going to be a main um, I think he will be a main factor of the success of this team going forward I think he's definitely a, like if he's performing well I think this team is going to continue to sore through the playoffs. Um, Like, I like, I agree with you. The, I mean, the Islanders are going to come back and punch it. They, you know, they're going to come punch back in the uh, game two tonight. Uh, But I mean, the Bruins just got to answer the call. And if they play like they did uh, on uh, game one, I think it's going to be full, full capacity tonight. They're going to be rocking tonight in Boston. So hopefully they get another game two. They can't let up get a win in game two and we can move on to game three in New York and try to try to sweep it out there.
1: I think they'll be able to get, get these guys out of here pretty quick. And then it's going to be interesting to see how the, the other series between the um, Canes and trying to see what the other team is, but I want to see when this series could possibly be over. They're playing game two tonight and I want to see game three is on. For the Bruins. Game three is on Thursday. Game four is on Saturday. And then game five isn't until next Monday. So there's a very good chance the series is over before the next time we record. I wouldn't be a huge, yeah. I wouldn't hate that because it's even more time for these guys to rest up. I know we have a couple of guys that are still out and between yeah. the, you know, it'll be good to see what happens with the Canadians and the Maple Leafs. They're playing game seven tonight. That's another guy. That's another couple of teams that are going to be in the mix. And then we have the lightning and hurricanes, you know, duking it out to see who we face next. So I would I'd like to get this over
0: quick, get our guys healed up and get ready for whoever's next. Completely agree uh like I said, we said with the last series, just get this one over with, let's get it done early, let's take care of business and let's uh get some rest for the boys. Um, I hope you're right. I hope by next uh next time we record next week the we're on we're talking about our next series opponent, so uh we shall see. All right, moving on to the tougher part of this. Uh this is the positivity sandwich. This is the middle here. This is the middle of the positivity sandwich. Um the Celtics, man. The Celtics. I mean, there's so much to unpack. I'll give you the keys team. to this one.
1: I'll give you the keys to this one. I know I know we gotta hit on some both on the court and off the court points. I'll give you the keys to this one. Let it ride. Well,
0: let's let's uh let's let's start with on the court. Let's start with that. because like, I mean it's pretty simple. This team is totally outmatched by this, mm-hmm. by the, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I mean, when you heard going into game four, Kemba's out, Yarny JB's out, but Kemba's out and Rob Williams is out. Do you really think you're starting Romeo Langford, who played very well? I might like, I give the credit to Romeo. He played excellent defense. He made a lot of impacts in that first half, but when you're starting Romeo Langford, man, and that's like you're he's filling in for Kemba. what, did you think they were gonna win Game Four? No, that was a pretty
1: tough lineup. Let me—I I saw a tweet how they finished, how they started uh, the second quarter. Let me see if we can find it. But
0: oh, i could can tell you what it was. It was Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, uh, uh, Fournier, Payton Pritchard, and who was the fifth guy? Was it Thompson or was it, uh, it was to open quarter two? Pritchard, Langford.
1: Yeah, Pritchard, Langford, Fournier, Augelle, and Grant. That's, uh, that's barely, that's barely a G League team. It's
0: like unbelievable. Like, it's, it's, that's pretty bad.
1: Those, you have those guys going up against Harden, uh, Katie and Kyrie. That's, that's, that's a recipe for disaster.
0: And not even just those three. Joe Harris was like, what was he, four for five or three for four from three? Um, Bruce Brown, Boston native, played unbelievable defense and chipped in with, like, I think he had, like, 14 or 15. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think he had, like, double-digit points. I mean, you're the big three combined for over 100 points. KD, Kyrie, and James Harden all combined for over 100 points. It's like, what are you going to do? And, like, at one point, I was like, they got to get a stop. They got to get a stop. And I was like, I don't think they can get a stop. No one can stop these nope. three.
1: The, the biggest lead was 27. There were no stops being made.
0: Like you like all right, you go KD was hitting his. Then you go double him. All right, pass out to Kyrie. Kyrie gets about five threes from de- like not just threes, they were deep threes. All right, you're going to go double him. All right, James Harden's going to get it here. James Harden had 18 assists in that game. Like what in had uh 20 plus. So to me, when you're going in like I was nervous when uh, Jason Tatum came out midway through the first quarter. I was like, there we go. They're going to start chipping away at the, because we had a nice little lead. I think we had like what a six point lead probably around there when he came out. Uh, I was like, he has to play every single minute, every single second of this game to have a chance. And even Marcus smart, who was, I love Marcus smart. And it's tough. I was at one point. I was like, "Why do we have Marcus Smart shooting about thirty threes in this game?" But then I was like, "Who else is going to shoot? Mm. We got no one else to score. He's going to shoot." It's like I. I it's just. It's all. If Kemp is not playing in the next game, and Rob Rob Williams, I guess, they're, but Kemp is the key. They're, they're both. Dumb. They're both doubtful. Um, yeah, we're done.
1: I Stick mean, a fork we in us. we knew this team was kind of outmanned, outgunned, um, especially considering, you know, Jalen Brown's out now. Kemba's dealing with issues. Rob Williams dealing with issues. It does it definitely doesn't help things, but I mean, we knew coming out of the regular season that this team wasn't as good as they should be. I mean, this, this is bad. I hope this is, I hope this is showing Danny, uh, Danny Ainge that we need to make some moves in the off because as this team is constructed right now, and even with the healthy guys back, this team isn't good enough to beat the Brooklyn Nets right now.
0: Not even close. And I, I, I disagree. I think this is exactly as good as they're going to be. I don't think they're – I don't think it's that they're not as good as they can be. I just think they're bad. I don't think they're a good basketball team. I don't think they have enough pieces around them. uh fournier's I mean, Fournier is a great off-the-bench option and, like, six-man type player who – he reminds me of like a Joe Ingles who's like going to – he can start a bunch of games, but he comes off the bench and will get you points both – you know what I mean? He's kind of like the fill-in, spot starter guy uh, if you're starting Marcus Smart every game. Um, but that's not enough, man. Like they need to go get some serious pieces this offseason. Bradley Beal or they fail. Like that's kind of like what I – that's what I put on Danny. Like Danny's got to go out and get a Bradley Beal type. Maybe not Bradley Beal but he's got to get this equal to, if not better of a player. Cause this team is not good. It's not good enough. It really isn't. And I mean, I love Kemba. He can't stay healthy. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with Kemba. Like I, I love him. I think I've had a great, I, I want to say it was a great experience, but it, it really wasn't. Uh, I love Kemba and I like watching him play. I, I only, if I can watch, if I didn't have to only watch them 20 games a season, like I'd love to watch them. So I think they got to move on from Kemba, try to get someone else in with that money contract spot. And they got to re-sign Fournier. I think that's like the keys to the season. They got to dump Kemba's contract, get someone else in here and re-sign Fournier. That's like must for the Celtics. And then they got to figure out what else they're going to build on this roster. We'll go through it next week uh, because we'll probably be out Tomorrow, so we'll talk about it on the pod next week about what the Celtics will go forward, do what they should do going forward. Yeah, definitely um, some
1: big questions. Um, you know, the Kemba thing has been rough. It's been a rough kind of go ever since ever since we signed him. I don't like that this team has regressed this far. You know, Eastern Conference Final, Eastern Conference Final, and now we're gonna drop out in the first round of the playoffs, which isn't good. So I mean, like I said, it, it's a signal that things need to change because we're not as good as we used to be in you know, we need to we need we need to start shuffling things around. We can't st- keep staying pat.
0: You know, what really started the regression. It's kind of like the. Uh, think about it. You like, yeah, I don't know what the good analogy is, but he was the one that started the whole regression process. Like the reason that I think that we are told, and part of that I think is, I mean, I guess you could say part of it is Gordon Hayward getting hurt. I guess that started the train. But Kyrie Irving started this decline for the Boston Celtics. I, I, I get it, it. It is. It is. It's true. Like he, we traded for him. I was happy we traded for him. Danny actually used pieces and young players and finally used assets to get a star player. And we put all our eggs in his basket. I don't blame him for leaving, but we put all our eggs in his basket. And between the financial uh, carnage that he left that we couldn't sign another free agent, we were stuck into signing Kemba Walker, to the absolute dismantling of the team that we had that was considered the deepest team ever. And just like the bad taste that like, think about it. In that year that Kyrie left, after that we lost Al, Gordon Hayward, and then two years prior two years after that, Gordon, Al, Terry Rogier, Marcus Morris, and Kyrie like we lost all those pieces that we said were like the pinnacle of our franchise. And part of that is just moving on, part of that is money, and part of that is the nastiness that the negative energy that was brought in when we had him. I I like he I don't blame him for as much as I, I think he's a dink. I don't blame him for leaving like every, I always say a free agent wants to go somewhere. I, I was even, I said this since Ray Allen, like when Ray Allen wanted to go to the heat, I don't blame him for wanting to go there. Um, but how it went down, I just think he's a dink. That's just like, I, I think that started the end of the Celtics chances. Like now it's like, we got to start rebuilding. Like it's gotta be a rebuild. Um, I agree. He, he, de- it
1: definitely hurt, you know, spend the assets we did and then lose them, end up losing them. Um, but the thing is we were still competing even after he was gone. Like we still made the Eastern conference finals last year. Like we were right there. We should have beat that heat team. But again, Danny didn't want to make the necessary moves to get better. He keeps right. thinking this team is as good as he thinks they are, which they're not. Um, and I think part of that could be that the Kyrie trade blew up in his face and now he's afraid to go all in again. And as evident with this off, this past off season, changes need to be made. You need to make trades. You need to bring guys in. You can't keep rolling out the same Tatum and Brown will lead us to the promised land. They can't do it alone. Especially when you have Ojale and Grant and these guys are all struggling. Oh, they're not, they're not God. taking, the, they're not, taking the steps they need to, to become actual pieces. And, you know, that's on Danny again for drafting. That's on Danny for getting these guys um, acclimated to the rotation. So between young guys, not working out Kyrie leaving. And then, you know, Kemba's been injury issues. I'm not going to blame him for that, but it's a bad contract. So this kind of all falls on Danny for a not, you know, changing with the times and thinking, okay, well, if this didn't work, we need to try this. It's
0: well, that Kyrie bit me on the ass. So I'm not going to do anything after that. If I had to watch one more semi-Ogilé corner three, I'm going to like smash my TV. I can't, I can't do it. I want, I can't see semi-Ogilé on the floor for the rest of this postseason And for next year, I need, I I love him. It's done. And like, it's, I can't see it. It's like, it's the ugliest corner three I've ever seen in my life. Um, uh, but my, my point, just to clarify my point with Kyrie, it was the beginning of the end. I think right. that him, him getting him, which I don't disagree. I can't like everyone was mad that they traded Isaiah Thomas and Jake Crowder and the pick and whatever. I actually said, you know what? We traded, uh, two really like, you know, very good players. A center that is playing probably overseas right now, and a pick that we had no idea what was going to be for the one of the best point guards in the league. I don't fall. I would tell you
1: came Sexton.
0: be? I mean, still, I would say I'd make that trade every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Like I, I don't disagree, and I still would make the trade. I just think it was like. It kind of started the ball – maybe the start of the ball rolling to the demise of the Celtics was the Gordon Hayward injury because that kind of derailed everything. But I, the Kyrie Irving, like how it set us up financially to to a point where like now we had no choice but to sign Kemba. Like people forget we were so far over the cap, we had no choice. We couldn't go out and sign another equal, equal free agent. The best option that was there was Kemba Walker. And we had to do it in the sign and trade. Like there was like we couldn't do it because we put all our eggs in Kyrie's basket. And that's what kind of makes me uh fired up about Kyrie because he hates Boston so much. Now I understand I would Yeah, understand you might as why. well
1: hop into it now if we're already yeah. in one.
0: But but going into it, I was like, I don't under like the first of all, the organization wanted you. They wanted to keep you. The players wanted to I Minus like Terry Rogier, who was sent packing everyone. I think for, to an extent, wanted him back. Danny wanted him back. He was pretty evident about that. Brad wanted him back. Even the fans in that couple months after the season were like, we want Kyrie. Like I, I like for better or worse, we defend him. We want him back. It wasn't until after he left and like, started talking crap about Boston and started like doing all this stuff that the fans kind of turned on. And I mean, most of them turned on him after he made that stupid comment, how he wanted to resign. And then it surfaced that he was actually throughout the year trying to go to Brooklyn. Um, but I don't see why he would not like Boston until now. Like he might as well. I think he, you know, don't like Boston now. Like, I think that's probably fair. Yeah. you um, want to kind
1: of break down what happened.
0: Yeah. Um, so, do you want to do the uh the fan part first? Might as well. Um so obviously people listening probably know that there's a ton of uh there's a ton of like, not a ton. There's been five, four or five, but that's still a lot of fans throwing or negatively interacting with the players. We've seen it in this first round of the playoffs. Who was it um Someone threw popcorn on Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook. someone threw a tree on Kyong. and now someone threw a water bottle at Kyrie. This is like get it, this is a little outrageous. This is not a little. It is outrageous. Like I think as much as I don't like Kyrie, I would never think of throwing a projectile at a per- another person, not even a player, another person. That's just mm-hmm. idiotic and re- like ridiculous. Uh, it kind of sucked what little, like, we were talking before, like, it, if they that didn't happen, all the negative, like, attention would be on Kyrie. And now it's, like, now it's, you know, it's about the dummy that threw a water bottle. I, I, he's just a complete buffoon. And I hope he gets charged. I think he was charged. Yeah, he was gonna arrested. Char- he's going to be charged with a half-decent um, crime. Right. But I, I think – I think it's not crazy for everyone to say, like people need to start like wising up and not It's, it's kind accurate. Of crazy. It's kind of crazy considering we just
1: spent a whole year not being able to go to sporting events. And now we're less than a couple months into being able to go back and people are already taking it
0: for granted. Right. Um I think Kevin Durant made a good point. Uh He said like, maybe it's because everyone's been cooped up in the house for a year and a half. There's a lot of like, people on edge could be that could be it but like that's not come an, on, a, that's not
1: it's, it's not an excuse <laughs> to throw a, a freaking full water bottle at a man. right head.
0: it's like that's absolutely stupid it's ridiculous like i don't i think that guy i'm glad he got charged i'm glad he got arrested i'm glad he's gonna get prosecuted i think no one deserves that to be threat like that's that's a threat that's a that's a, a projectile coming at you, you from don't... a are you, don't,
1: you don't suit up to play a basketball game thinking people are going to start throwing shit at me or, right. you know, invading my personal space.
0: Yeah. It's completely ridiculous. It's completely uncalled for. And I mean, I'd like to say, I hope it stops, but it's been happening for years. It's been happening since, you know, early times. I just hope that people, you know, I know it's been a tough year, but I mean, let's just try to enjoy we get this one of these few joys back into our lives and people are going to ruin it. Like I, I, I hope people can wise up and, you know, just enjoy what we have for, you know, because yeah. we've seen it being taken from us. I am I, mean?
1: I am glad that these people are being immediately identified and immediately charged and immediately arrested, not even just ejected, they're being arrested. And I also right. enjoy that the, uh, venues are suspending them indefinitely not even saying for the rest of like the season or whatever, like they're gone for good. They're banned. I think that'll be a big part in being able to n- kind of nip this in the bud is, Hey, and if you want to, if you want to do this stupid yeah, shit, you. you're going to, you're, you're going to pay for it. Like, we're going to find out who you are. You're not going to be able to do this and get away with it. You're going to, we're going to catch you. You're going to get banned. You're not gonna be able to come back. We'll, we'll revoke your season tickets if you're a your season ticket member and you're going to go to jail. So hopefully, that's enough to deter people from you know continuing to
0: do this. Right. I, I completely agree. If you do this, you really have no right of going to games. No. It's like it's it's over. That there's plenty ceiling. of other
1: there's plenty of other people who will happily take your spot and not chuck water at people.
0: I will happily take your spot. <laughs> like I I think I think the message should be like. I think the fans' job is to, you know, you can have a good time without throwing stuff at it. Boo, lose your voice. When Danny Football and I go to games, we barely can talk afterwards because we're just Mm -hmm. screaming and yelling. Appropriate stuff. Danny Football gets a little – Danny Football doesn't say anything uh, too crazy. Nothing threatening. More of just, you know,
1: expressing myself.
0: Yeah, I think it's – I think you can go to a game and yell and like be a fan, like and be interactive with the game, without harassing players and harassing people. I think that's you can be
1: upset that your team is losing or lost. You don't you don't have to start right trying to physically assault people.
0: Right, and I remember I think we were I think people were talking about this going into the game after Kyrie like kind of warned about something happening, which drives me nuts because now he looks at it and he's right. It really it drives me nuts, Um, but we said it like get creative with chanting. Like chant whatever you want. Like like try to get in his head, but don't throw stuff at him. Don't don't give him ammo.
1: Don't give him more ammo. Don't be. This is exactly this is exactly what he wants. He wins now. He's the victim.
0: Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly like don't cross the line. It's like it's not hard to say yo tell him he stinks like tell him like i i like the one like he will leave you they usually do that with they did that with kevin durant when he was in okay um when he was in uh golden state chant that stuff chant like you know boom do whatever you want. i heard one that was funny just be silent if the whole <laughs> arena just got silent during when he had the ball that would have been hilarious Don't throw stuff and don't throw, don't say like really nasty, inappropriate things about him as a person. Cause that's when it like, that's when I lose you. Like, that's where I I think that's ridiculous as fans. Like, I think we can be, you know, we're all people like they're people too. And it's like, we can, you know, I think we can have fun, but don't cross that line. Right. That's all
1: we're better than this.
0: Yeah, that's I, I. tweeted that out. I was like, "We're better. Be better than this." Like, right. it's it's pretty ridiculous that we even have to have this conversation about throwing things at other people. Like, it's just Boston. Boston
1: fans already get a bad rap, which is already unwarranted. But don't we don't need you? We don't need one guy like this to start proving people's points. Yeah,
0: and I mean, I think Chuck. Uh, um, I can't think of his last name. Chuck. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. Chuck said, said it best. He's like, it was one out of 17,000 people. There was, um, 17, right. Mm -hmm. It was 16,999 fans that followed the rules and had a good time. And this one moron is going to ruin it forever. Like, that's like, it's ridiculous. I, I just, it's, it's always one knucklehead doing knucklehead stuff. And it's like, dude, it's, grow up that kid then now he'll he'll never be able to go to a Celtics game or a Bruins game or a concert there as well as face the penalty of the law so as he shouldn't I don't want him at my games I don't want him at my games either I hope the Red Sox ban ban him from Fenway well we all know who he is so yeah you want to do a quick um around the NBA recap Uh, do you want to talk about
1: how Kyrie's a dink Two? I, I, this horse has been beaten down, man. I, 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 I can't. Keep the it logo? The you play. want to
0: talk about the logo? What's uh on the
1: logo. Yeah, he stepped on the logo. I mean, He didn't
0: just step. He stomped and like kicked his feet on Lucky's face. Let's defend our leprechaun, Zach. This is ridiculous.
1: It's childish. I mean i don't understand why he's possible he could, i don't I, and this was before the water bottle i couldn't i can't understand why he would ever be this upset with the Boston Celtics franchise to the point that he's stomping and like wiping his feet on the logo but i mean it's this, like
0: the flag uh, of our franchise this That's guy's
1: him. on another planet he'll believe what he wants to believe it's him against the world I'm fully convinced he just assumes everyone is- is out to get him um he thinks he's smarter than every it's, single person in the it's world. It's one thing, like I get when like Michigan football players start stomping and scraping the Michigan State logo. Like that—that's a rivalry. Like you hate that school. Like Kyrie Irving. I mean, we traded for you. We, we wanted you here. You, we wanted you to be the face of our franchise. We wanted to resign you. We gave you games off when you wanted games off. We let you. Play we wanted to
0: retire your number. We wanted you to be one of the people, the many people, I guess, if you're in Boston, that have your number retired in the rafters. And you left us after two. After telling us you're going to stay here, you said and made this big deal about it. Less than two months later, for no reason, were, this was before the fans were against him. They weren't against him until he signed in Brooklyn. He was talking to Kevin Durant about going to Brooklyn. A couple months after that that speech, he's just full of it, man. I, I, the only thing I can think of is if no, nope, this is not really funny, but uh, imagine if Kevin Garnett was on the team. I mean, I'm I'm kind of let
1: down that no one really kind of got on it, and I don't think anyone saw because everyone left, which is also another move. It's a punk move on Kyrie's part to like right. do it when he you know oh well either no one a no one's gonna see me or b. No one who cares is going to see me, and I'll just get away right. with
0: it. The Celtics, the Celtics it, team, got off the floor. It pretty wasn't. Quickly.
1: It wasn't to celebrating on the star back in the day, but I'm sure Kyrie thinks he's just as.
0: Ugh, it's I it drives know. me bananas. Yeah. So I, again, does not justify this guy, this moron throwing a bottle of water. Does not justify it at all. But Kyrie is an absolute dink. I think both can be true. He's a dink. That guy is that I'm glad he's getting arrested. So let's move on to something positive. Yeah, I'm tired of talking about Kyrie. Yeah. Um, moving forward, let's do a little NBA playoff recap. Uh, Bucks swept the Heat uh, and they go on to the second round. Bucks look different this year. Um, again, they added um, Holiday in the offseason. You know, they made a piece to, you know, they've been struggling another team
1: that another team that was struggling and needed to get over the hump and made a significant move. And now look where they are compared to the heat who did the same thing. We did
0: stood Pat, try to run with the guys they had. And now they got swept. It drives me absolute bananas, but moving on Mavs. We got a good, the, the West has some great series out, out mm. in, uh, in their, their side. Luca of the is doing everything he can to win this series. He's trying, man. Uh, Mavs are tied with the Clippers, which I'm I'm pretty surprised. You know the Mavs are standing true, uh, standing pat, and trying to get past Kawhi and Paul George. Uh, if the Clippers lose the series, that that's what they'll that's, be in the same uh, boat we are. They I wouldn't be surprised if they're in a uh, rebuild, a quick rebuild, because I mean they went all in on Kawhi and Paul George, and they can't even get out of the first round. That's pretty mm-hmm. bad. Uh, Blazers Nuggets. Todd. very I mean, fun series very fun very very fun i mean i think uh what's his name uh, the coach of the Co- malone uh said it best the coach of the nuggets they'll go as far as uh, jokic takes him so that's why he was the mvp candidate this is why he's, that's why he is the mvp danny football i'm standing pat he's the mvp uh but i i mean it's it's uh, it's pretty. That's a pretty fun series between him and uh, uh, my man um, Lillard. Uh, so they're tied at two. Philly's going for the sweep.
1: This this series, Tonight, man! My God, it's an absolute bloodbath. Not, even, blood not even close. Not even yeah. close. But I uh, want to talk about another team that made some changes. Philly made some changes.
0: They changed some guys around, and now they're looking good. Yeah. It's amazing when you try to make some moves and try to get improve your team. It's amazing Good when you know you realize, hey,
1: this isn't working. We're not getting we're not getting close to a championship and then you change things. Nuts.
0: Yeah. Uh and then another fun series out west, Suns, Lakers. Uh Suns and Lakers are tied at two. Uh, but A D is gonna be out for the next game. He left uh I think in the fourth quarter, sometime in the second half of that uh game four. And he could be out for this is the price you time. pay, man.
1: You sold your soul to the devil for an injury, injury prone guy. You got yeah. your championship, but here <laughs> rent's come due. Here we go. I wouldn't, I, I would say I'm not too disappointed if I'm the Lakers. You got us. No, what I'm saying, like you knew what you were getting with this guy. You're yeah. either going to get championship winning AD or you're going
0: to get out for a couple games, AD. Yep. And, um, go sons, go, go sons, go. I'm rooting for him. So, Moving on, let's get to our – speaking of the Suns, let's get to our Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Last week, the Suns let me down, Danny Football. They let me down. They lost to the Lakers in game two. Uh, But, you know, since they're not playing today, uh, on Wednesday, we'll give it a break. Uh, this week, I'm going to go Clippers over Mavs. I think uh, I think Kawhi is finally going to, and Paul George are going to finally put it together. That team is too good to lose to the Mavericks. I mean, Luka's doing everything he can, but they're they're just too good. So I think the Clippers are going to come out and get the uh, one game advantage. They're at home, so I'm going Clippers over Mavs. Yeah, this will be a good.
1: This is a good week to kind of step away from the Suns and the Celtics. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with the Hawks. I'm gonna go with the Hawks over the Knicks. I think the Hawks are gonna close this series out four-one. I mean, you you've been singing their praises the last couple of we- the uh, last couple of weeks, months, man. This Knicks team, they they were good. They're just not good enough. They they finally met their match. Atlanta's been out coaching them, out out scheming them, out playing them. It's been fun seeing the Knicks uh, make this run, but it's gonna be over. See what they can do next season.
0: Yeah, I don't think they're ready yet. I mean, maybe they'll, they'll always – be I mean, I feel like the Knicks were always saying that about even when they had the Mellow uh, Mello and um, Stottlemyre combo. Mm-hmm. They just didn't have enough firepower on that team. But, you know, I mean, the I think – The last Knicks team that had won a freaking playoff game. That was nuts. I couldn't believe that. I can not believe it. They are awful. They're a terrible franchise. But I will – They went through the – Remember the Phil Jackson years when he was the GM? He just told me us- – All those guys. Oh, man um tim hardaway jr they they went through
1: porzingis they went through some dudes
0: porzingis isn't the, i mean everyone i will give him credit for that pick that was a pretty good he got lucky oh, maybe a, on the pick
1: re, very good pick but i mean they
0: didn't capitalize on it for anything yeah um uh, uh, hopefully they add some pieces around um julius Randle and that god uh, that core that they had but they had a bunch of veteran guys i think isn't that's the key up for a contract I'm not 100% sure. We'll look at it next week because uh, I'm so, going to look at some big free agents for the yeah. Celtics and try to going to look at what – maybe come up with some strategies, what we would do if we're Danny, um, which will be fun. We'll get to play GM. I think we could do a little bit better on uh, getting guys in here. But uh, we shall see. Uh, but I agree. I think the Hawks are showing there. I think they look excellent. They have a very good team. Um, So I think I wouldn't be surprised if they close out the series. So moving on to our positivity sandwich. This is going to be the bun. This is the top. This is the positive stuff. Red Sox, Woo Sox. We're going to get into our baseball teams. Um, Red Sox end the month of May, 32 and 20. Uh, They're three and one in the last week. What is your thoughts about uh, the Red Sox where they stand this week? I, I'm, I'm
1: still liking where this team's at. Um, E-Rod had a very bad outing today though. They're down eight, one to the Astros, but you know, you got, you beat the Marlins, you split with it, uh, you split with the Braves, you know, beat the teams you need to beat and then take, t- take games from the games that are going to be hard. Um, they're, you know, pitching still solid. Bass are still there. We're not waning. Um, anyone who thought this team has been a fluke so far now we're two months into the season and we're not going anywhere. We're a game and a half out of first. The Yankees have come crashing down to earth. We see them this weekend for three games. So the Yankees are coming crashing down to earth. The Rays are still hot. It's us and them. We're one and a half back. We're right there. And I think this AL East is going to be a two team a two team race down the stretch because I don't think the Yankees are that good. They just got swept by the tigers so uh, shout out shout out Zach
0: Short there you go shout out Zach Short big so uh, big walks in that this series. this
1: Red Sox team is good enough to do it if we can just stay in the race up until September you know it's us in the race you only have to beat one team and then you have the wild card spots that are also available so if we can just keep keep this momentum going keep winning games keep winning series there's no reason this Red Sox team can't you know finish the season in first place I agree.
0: I think they're in a good spot. I mean, it's a long series, you know, we're going to go through ups and downs, uh, but this team looks consistent. They keep winning series. They may drop a couple here and there. Uh, but you know, that's baseball. You're not going to win every single game. So I feel really good about it. Um, you know, offense is staying hot, uh, pitching still, you know, e like you said, he kind of had a stinker today, but that's going to happen. Uh, I just like what I see from this team. It's, it's looking really, really good. Um, and like you said, Yankees are terrible. Orioles are the Orioles. Blue Jays are coming back to er earth. coming back to earth. And then it's just the Rays. And I think the Rays are going to come back to earth too. I was going to say the Rays have been really hot and I think they're going to level out soon too. Uh, so Red Sox just got to keep staying the course. Shout out to my man, uh, Alex Cora, the king, who's keeping this, uh, keeping this sh- got this ship back on course. And, uh, I'm excited, man. This, this team ha- is something special. Yeah. I think Garrett,
1: Garrett Richards missed the, uh, missed the opportunity. To I was, to Jersey again.
0: I was looking for it. I, what, what game he was he?
1: F- five. He went, he p- pitched, um, he pitched, he pitched last Tuesday. We lost three to one to the, uh, Braves. He went five and two-thirds, three earned, four Ks, four walks.
0: Yeah, a so little,
1: little bit of a blip in the radar for Richards. But, I mean, you know, he was on a hot streak, so we can't really blame him. Yeah. I, I give him a give guys, the, I, It's like I've been
0: saying. These guys aren't going to pitch lights out all season. I mean – Right. Um, if you think Garrett Richards is going to come out every week and throw seven innings, you're right, out of your mind. Right, right. But, so, and, I mean, by all means, he can if he wants to, but – yeah. Um. You
1: know, it's it's fine if you know, we're not gonna win every single game. We're not gonna we're not gonna finish the year one hundred and sixty-two and Erod's gonna have bad starts, Richards is gonna have bad starts, Evaldi's gonna have bad starts, um, Pavetta's gonna have some bad starts, which he already has. Everyone is gonna have a bad day, which is fine. Chris Sale's on his way back. Um, we're gonna keep getting these pieces. And this team is going to win more games than they lose. And we're going to be fine. So we can't start panicking if all of a sudden Richards has a bad game. If Erod has gives up a six piece like he did today, you know, bad games happen. Everyone has them. The important, the important part is we don't go start going on losing streaks like the Yankees do and start falling apart. Right. You know, it's one thing to lose one game to the Tigers and then win two out of three compared to the Yankees who are getting swept, which is, that's, that's bad. You can't be getting swept by the the Tigers. Yeah. So I, I love everything this team is doing right now. I like that the pitching is solid enough. Uh, like I said, sale will be back. And now we're starting to see that the position players are starting to come in and out. Franchi finally gets sent down and we bring up a couple of relievers to start, you know, shoring up the ballpen.
0: Thank you. If
1: you have anything to give on the franchise thing, man, go for it. Because I Thank I was, I I was very,
0: very happy they finally made that move. And I think he I think he had a big game. He's his first raking game in. with my Woo Sox man, though. <laughs> He's raking. That's why Daddy Football is so excited. He's helping him get uh, some victories let me, down there. He I saw that. He's ra- I saw he got sent down in the first game. Dirty is two props. It's like but you know what? I think that's best. Get him some confidence, get him going, get the bat going down there, and maybe he can come up and make an impact. I mean, Christian Arroyo's came I like Christian Arroyo. I like him uh, up at the big club and obviously Chavis. Uh, but I think you're right. I think we got a solid group of guys that you can move up and down that are mm-hmm. going to help make impacts on and this team.
1: That's going to be huge for the sustainability of this team. Like Kike went down, all right, Chavis is in. Franchi goes down. All right, we'll ride with Chavis and we'll call up a couple of relievers from Worcester. You know, uh, Christian Arroyo Arroyo goes down. And, you know, that's the best part about having a deep team is that if a guy goes down, we don't have to worry about, all right, well, how do we replace him? There's already a guy ready to go. And I am going to admit, I was hoping Duran was going to be the corresponding move. He's with Team USA down in Florida, so he can't get called up. But, I mean, his time is going to come. I'm just glad that the Red Sox finally pulled the plug on this Franchi experiment for now, because it just wasn't working. I know we have, I know we got more pieces out of that Benintendi trade. Um, One of the pitchers actually had a really good day down in Portland. Yeah, he, and that's right. So that I'm I'm glad that's kind of working out, but I'm, I'm glad the Red Sox finally said, you know what, dude, we've given you enough chances. It's been two months. You're not hitting Dick. It's time to send you down. Maybe he gets his confidence back down in Worcester. I don't know, but I, it sure
0: looks like it. <laughs> but I'm also
1: worried he's going to be one of these guys who he's too good for AAA, but he's not good enough for MLB. Um, just for context, I did send my buddy the the tweet from the Red Sox that said, we're sending down Franchi. Um, and my exact uh, reaction was yes, but also no, because I didn't want him to ruin my Woo Sox team. Evidently not, man. I mean, this dude is five for 12 with two home runs, and it's looking like he's going to be enjoying Polar Park.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see him play down there. I hope he gets some confidence. And I really like, I think if he can find his, like, I think if he can get some confidence and come back up to Boston, I think he could make an impact. I just don't think, I think it was just a downward spiral. Right. Right. And I think you just had to cut it off at some point.
1: And to be fair, I mean, the dude started, he started the year on the IL. He had some issues, um, came in a little late. So, I'm not, I'm not saying he's a lost cause or anything. I don't think we should be like DFAing him or anything, and, you know, just cutting, cutting bait. But there's nothing wrong with setting the dude down for a little bit, seeing what he can do. And like you said, maybe if he gets his confidence back, he comes, up to the, comes back up to Boston and he's fine. But as it was going right now, it wasn't working. So you need to make a change. He's burning a hole in your roster spots, setting him down, let him do his thing, see what happens, call someone else up who can
0: contribute and, you know, go from there. You can always call it so, back up. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like it's okay. Like, I think it's okay to send guys up and down. I I think that's going to help you in the long run, sustain success throughout the whole year. Just to let you know, we're now down eleven to one. in that's all uh, right. Boston. That's all right. That's fine. Pi- hey, pile it on today, because yeah. tomorrow we're about get to it, get, a- get it out of your system. Now, that's fine, guys. Um. Yeah, I I I agree. I think it's I think it's good to get him down and get some confidence because I think he we've seen it before. Guys go down, maybe they get a couple like a, a couple weeks to a month down in AAA. They find their swing, they find their you know confidence, and now they come up and are able to make an impact. Uh, talk about your Woo Sox, dude. Fifteen about and nine, 15 and nine, baby. They just got back from a
1: little stint out in Lehigh Valley against the Iron Pigs. Went four and two on the road trip, four game winning streak to close it, won a doubleheader. They almost got no hit in the second game of the series. Michael Chavis broke up the no hitter in the ninth inning with two outs. Atta so babe. Sh- shout out to the Ice Horse staying hot. Um, this Woosocks team, you know, this Woosocks team goes on the road, gets a big couple big Ws. Coming back this Tuesday, full capacity at Polar Park. Place is going to be rocking. I'll be there on Sunday to see Franchi myself. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm liking this team. You know, going on the road is, you know, going on the road is tough, especially now seeing that you're only playing your division guys, you're going to be there a lot. You're spending a whole week out there now. Um, So I thought it was pretty positive for them, you know, drop the first two, win the last four, especially a double header. Um, So I think they're going to come home full, you know, full stadium in the first time in the history of the park. I'm excited to see what they do.
0: No Jaron Duran
1: though. No Jaron Duran.
0: Yeah. He's down in uh, Florida, right? He's down in uh Team USA. Now, I feel like it would be easier to play. I don't know. I feel like it would be easier to play, like, a whole week in the same spot. You know what I mean? If you're going – like, if you think about it, teams, like, going on a week-long road trip is nothing out of the ordinary. But every three days or every, like, third or fourth day, you're traveling to somewhere else. There's no
1: travel day in between.
0: Yeah, you just stay in there playing baseball. You can kind of get situated. You can get Mm -hmm. into a routine throughout the week. I honestly think that's – even like a little easier on a player um it's like a mini home stand somewhere else you know what i mean you're in the hotel you got your rhythm you get your um same hotel same bus same you know what i mean it's like the same uh i guess routine like i said Mm -hmm. so i don't know I, I, i i'd have to talk to some of the guys um I, a couple of my buddies play yeah, use AAA, your sources so I, dude don't be afraid to use your sources. I, I think i'm gonna have to ask him how he likes it playing uh triple a and going like one place for a week because i think it, i to me i think i would like that more than every third day either getting on a bus and sitting on a bus for four hours true going to buffalo and uh and then you know going to lehigh for a week and then coming true. back home true you know i don't know We'll have, to Ooh, use your, we'll,
1: we'll have to use your sources, but um, this is a good team. Tanner Houck is still on his way back. I think he made a, I think he made a rehab start. I want to say late last week he made a rehab start. He's starting to look good. Not sure when he's going to be back, but he'll be back soon. So we got Tanner Houck on the way back. When Chris Sale comes back, someone's going to have to come down. So our pitching staff is going to be even more solid. This Woo Sox team's ready to make a run, man. We got we got people on the way, especially now that we have Franchi. We're looking good. Chavis Where did- also- Chavis will be in between. Durant did, will be back.
0: Uh, Where did um
1: Hauk do his rehab? Uh, I, I think it was with Worcester, but I think he was just kind of like throwing, just doing like throwing off the mound and stuff like that.
0: Gotcha. So it was like a. Just more of like a,
1: a more of like a simulated game.
0: Like a live live BP, probably something. something live. Like, he was live more pen. just like starting live to get, pen.
1: Yeah, starting to move
0: it, get the arm going again. Gotcha. All right well that's we got guys we got guys on the way i love it um all right and i think that's and you'll have to tell us keep us updated on sunday and about your and report again i love it uh we're gonna move on to our final segment of the night the people's topic Alright, so people's topic, you write in on our Instagram and Twitter at Big Red Zone. Uh you can write in every week. We'll take uh topics, uh, questions, whatever you want. Today's was actually a live question. because uh cause I, Big Red forgot to post it earlier today. So we're getting live reactions. Uh this first one comes from a good friend of mine, Maya. She says pasta, of course. So I guess re uh you know what a game from Pasta. Best, <laughs> That's, I uh, mean,
1: best player on the ice between both teams, man. I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd ask anyone. You, you show me a hotter guy in, in, um, maybe physically and on the ice. But you show me <laughs> hey. a hot. Hey, there we go. Hello. You, sh- you show me a hotter guy on the ice right now between any of the teams that are left in the playoffs. Because I think, I, honestly, God, I think we have the best guy going right now. He's, he's incredible. I mean, a playoff hat trick. he can't get
0: much better than that. Not to mention his pregame suits. It's pretty. pretty Oh my god, the dude is dripping. Pretty remarkable. The dude is dripping. Um, Jack writes in and talks about the Kyrie talk about the Kyrie incident and recent fan stuff. We already went over that. I don't really want to. Yeah, I mean, he's just done with that. Just being an asshole.
1: It Uh, sucks that it came to that point, but it is what it is.
0: This one comes from a good friend, Cameron. This is a good one. Which major sport has the most terrible refs and he said do you want his vote or you want to wait no he can give his oh no sorry i misread this i mean i think he means the toughest refs well i think he's right either way he votes hockey he says uh my vote i vote for hockey those guys have to break up some fight nasty fights and show no fear so he means, like, the toughest refs. Oh, I think the hockey refs are yeah,
1: pretty 1, It's 1,000% hockey. I mean, you're skating out there. You're literally in the middle of it. You can get trucked at any point. The puck's so flying guy, around. You some guy get...
0: took one off, uh, uh,
1: a blade off the face the yeah, other day. there you go. Yeah, you, skates are flying around. Blades are flying around. The puck's flying around. You got guys coming at you. You got to get out of the way. You got to break up fights. Those guys are in the middle of it, man. They, they might as well be boxing or UFC refs.
0: And you know what that guy did when he got, got the blade to the face? He was bleeding, too. The refs came, I mean, the trainers came out and cleaned him up. He still did the face-off. He dude. dropped the face-off. T- they know t- what t- it is. Yeah. It's,
1: it's hockey, man. Like, they're going to stay in there. You know, NFL refs, I mean, they get – you know, they run into the occasional guy every now and then, but they're safe for the most part. NBA refs, you can't even go near them, or they're going to call it technical. And then the uh, umpires are the same deal. They'll toss you as soon as you walk within two feet. So it's easily the hockey guys.
0: The one thing I will say is maybe the guy behind the plate for umpiring because you could catch yeah, a foul ball off a couple times yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely go hockey. I think it yeah, uh, it has to be hockey far and away. I I'm going to bridge this um bridge this question. I like the how I understood it. What's the worst refs out there?
1: I think it has to be NBA. They they they've gotten so soft. Yeah. They're calling technicals, they're ejecting guys left and right. They I mean, don't get me wrong. MLB um, umpires can be pretty bad sometimes, but the NBA refs just, they go into business for themselves
0: sometimes and they just do what they, do whatever they want. I don't think... I, I, NHL refs, from the, I have a limited experience watching hockey games. And this year when I've watched, I've heard a lot of controversy because I didn't get why they called this or didn't call this. And I look online and Twitter saying the same thing. So hockey refs are definitely getting really tough, but me knowing the game and knowing the game better basketball officials are the worst in the NBA. It's maybe some of the worst officiating I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's terrible. It's very one-sided. It's very like, if your name is a big name in the league, then you're not going to get called. It's going to be less like Mm -hmm. calls on you. It's very subjective. Uh, Most of fishing is subjective, but like basketball rules, I feel like are even more subjective. like, how much contact is too much contact? Did you see him go down here? Did you see him? Did you see him step on the line? It's very subjective of how you call the game. Um, and like, like, like you said, with the technical foul, Jason Tatum complains a little bit, gets a technical foul. Kevin Durant and James Harden charge the reference, like yell at him, scream at him, Kyrie Irving, same thing. And they get nothing. Right. So
1: it's like, and we saw it last year when Nick Nurse was like throwing tantrums on the sideline, like they would never call a technical on him. And then the second Brad says something, they gave him a technical. So yeah. it's, it's like you said, it's one sided. I'd, I'd venture to guess sometimes it's even more personal for NBA refs. They see these guys so often and they complain so much that I think some of them even have just like personal agendas. Like, I just don't like you. I'm going to call technical. Yeah. I, it's definitely the NBA Good question ref. though. I do like that question.
0: Great question. And it abridged a second question. Mm. That's, a, that's a double question. That's how we get them. Great, great double question out of this guy. Cameron, great question. And from our uh, number one fan. Joseph. And Joseph. Joseph underscore Celia. He writes, how good do you think Chris Sale will be when he, gets, gets, when he comes back? Read. When he will be. That's not me. How, how do you think Chris Sale will be when he comes back? Hmm. Wow.
1: I don't think he'll be Cy Young award winning Chris Sale, but I think he'll be the best pitcher on our team. Um I think even, Richards. <laughs> I think he'll be I think even like a 70%, 80% Chris Sale is better than what we have now. Um not saying that our pitching is trash, but I mean it's, it's Chris Sale. Like he is a difference maker. Um so I think he'll be good. I don't know if he'll be as good as he used to be, but He'll still be a huge piece of this team moving forward. And if we can get even, you know, like I said, 70 or 80% out of him, that changes the trajectory that changes the trajectory of this team exponentially. If we can get a half decent Chris Sale.
0: Yeah, I don't think I mean, I think a seventy percent Chris Sale, like you said, is better or if not equal to, if not better, than what we got right now. I think with this team and the depth that we have, I think you're gonna be able to let Chris Sale Kind of ease back into it. Remember, he hasn't pitched mm-hmm. in two years. He hasn't mm-hmm. pitched a live game in two years. So maybe we'll get you know, a Woo start out of him. Oof. I I think you may get a WooSock start out of that it. That would it, be it,
1: that'll be a crazy game if he ever comes down here.
0: I think he's either going to get a nice AAA start or he may pitch a double A game. He mm-hmm. may get a double yeah, A game.
1: De, what did Degrom? Degrom did like a high A the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. They, I saw like Twitter was blowing up. Like um, he, they played. I think it was the Mets high affiliate. They were playing the, the Cardinals affiliate and the Cardinals affiliate was tweeting like, why are we doing this? Like, this is awful. And <laughs> he was destroying them. So, I mean, maybe, maybe like the Greenville drive, will get a
0: free Chris sale start. I don't know. Yeah. I, my bet is Portland. I think Portland will get a Chris sale start. Maybe Pawtucket gets a start out of them. Uh, I know they like Evaldi when he was hurt two years ago, he got a start. Um, in Pawtucket. Mm-hmm. So you may get a, you need to pay attention day uh, football. Let dude, me know. We we'll get
1: tickets, Kike, Kike snuck on Kike snuck
0: up on me. I will not miss Chris Hill. Yeah. We'll have to keep an eye out. So thank you to everyone that wrote in uh, questions. Remember you can write in each week on our Instagram and Twitter at big red zone. Give us a follow, uh, find us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, subscribe to the youtube channel hit the like button on this video as well as all the other videos and tell a friend that's it for this week Uh, my thanks to dating football for joining have a great week everyone